Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you happy? How do we even measure something like that? Well, there are attempts to do it, especially with what's called the World Happiness Report. And the editor of that report, Dr. John Helliwell, the Professor Emeritus of Economics at the University of British Columbia, is with us now to talk about it. Good morning. Good morning. So tell me, why a World Happiness Report? Well, uh, we we thought uh, when we produced the first one, which was to support a UN high-level meeting in 2012 following a UN resolution advising national governments to make happiness and well-being a centerpiece of their policies. Uh, There was a broad desire to have further reports, so we've been producing them ever since. Now in our 11th report, quite clearly, uh, there was an absence of methodical data about how lives were valued by people in countries all over the world. But Dr. Halliwell, what is the methodical data? How do you measure something like happiness? It's done through the Gallup World Poll, and they have several questions that relate to how people are feeling about their lives. There's some measures that are called positive affect, uh, happiness, uh, and uh, negative affect, anger, anxiety, sadness. And then above all, an umbrella measure. Think about your life as a whole, with the best possible life as a 10 and the worst as a zero. How would you rate your life these days? And that's now measured by a thousand people every year in more than 150 countries in the Gallup World Poll. And so the World Happiness Report looks at many aspects of life and how people deal with it. But the core rankings that are made the focus of much news are really based on how people value their own lives. Okay, so where are the happiest places in the world? Well, one of the consequences of the report is it's changed the focus of international investigation um, from the richest countries to the happiest countries. And that's led to many, many people uh, turning up in the doorsteps of uh, various institutions uh, in Scandinavia, the Nordic countries, because all five of them tend to be in the top 10 uh, more or less every year. And what, it, what about it makes them in the top 10, though? Like, what do, you, what do you think are the factors that put them there? Well, one key example I often use is uh, there have been wallets dropped experimentally all over the world, and the places where the wallet is most likely to be picked up and returned are indeed in the Nordic countries. It makes people feel very good to live in a community when they think other people care for them, and of course a community where they care for others, because that's another thing that makes people happy, is the ability to work with others for others. That is such a good test. That's such a good test, though, isn't it? Because it's a simple thing, but it tells you a lot about the people who live there. Exactly. So where did Canada rank on all this? Uh, Canada started out as number four, which is very high, and has gradually slipped over the last 10 years. We're 13th at the moment. 
um, is still in the first league in 150 countries, of course. Well, that's still pretty good, though. What scores slipped? Like, could you tell from the data what Canadians are not as happy about? No, we can't. Um, but part of what was taking us up in, in the international comparisons in the previous years was what we call the quiet happiness revolution, whereby people living in Quebec had been systematically less happy than elsewhere in the country 30 years ago and have gradually caught up and are right at the head. So the Canadian average was brought up by the fast-growing happiness in Quebec. Well, that convergence has pretty well run its course now. So when you look at what binds the happy countries together, what were the factors, do you think, that were the biggest when it came to describing happiness? Well, we have a, a framework that we use to explain international differences in how people feel about their lives, and they include incomes and healthy life expectancy. They include generosity. They include trustworthiness. They include having someone to count on in times of trouble and uh, f freedom to make your key life decisions. And all of those uh, questions have the highest answers in the Nordic countries, which explains why they hmm. routinely turn out high. Now, Dr. Hillowell... Canada does pretty well, too. Yeah, I'm just looking at that. Actually, we weren't too bad on this. But, Dr. Hillowell, why is it so important? Like, why should governments pay attention to how happy its citizens are? Well, if you ask anybody in a reflective moment, and this was Aristotle who first said this, the best way of deciding how well a society is going is to ask the people who live there how their lives are going. And if you ask someone who is being elected what they'd like to do, well, they said they'd like to produce good lives for people. So if your objective is to make lives better for the people who've elected you, it's nice to know how they're doing. That is very, very true. And then uh, where can we improve, do you think? Uh, I think uh, one of the things is there's always a focus on governments. But in fact, most of the things that are really important to people are about life locally. It's what goes on in your workplace, on your street, with your neighbors, as you commute, as you face other people. It's a trick to essentially think differently about other people because we know from experiments that wallets are much more likely to be returned in Canada and everywhere else than you think they are. So change your thinking and say, that person I see down the street is not a danger to me. They're just a friend I haven't met yet. All right. Good advice. Thank you so much for your time this morning. My pleasure. Have a happy day. You too. That is Dr. John Halliwell. He makes happiness really his work. Uh, he's a professor emeritus of economics at the University of British Columbia, but also editor of the World Happiness Report. Now, that is not just something they make up. That is, they collect data from countries all over the world to try to figure out the levels of satisfaction that people have. And they find that overall, life satisfaction of a population is dependent on a few things. The levels of pro-social behavior, okay, uh, the levels of health, and the prosperity of its people. And that all combines when they kind of break it down with their numbers and their data. And what they found was, and I'll give you the top 10, okay? So the top 10 uh, happiest countries, according to the World Happiness Report. Number one, Finland. Number two, Denmark. Number three, Iceland. Number four, Israel. Number five, the Netherlands, okay? That's the top five right there. And you know, those are the countries that you usually hear about. Number six was Sweden, and then Norway, 
Switzerland, Luxembourg, and New Zealand. That is the top 10. So Canada finds itself just out of the top 10, actually. Number 11 was Austria. Number 12 was Australia. And 13th is Canada. And then Ireland, United States, Germany, Belgium, Czechia, United Kingdom, and Lithuania. That is the top 20 there. So there are, you know, some countries where you think, oh, well, you would think that maybe they would have ranked a little bit higher on that list. Places like Spain, nope, they were 32nd. Italy, 33 on that list. Uh, You've got uh, places like Poland, 39. uh, Latvia, 41. Japan, 47 on the list here too. So there is a lot of data that goes into this. We have slipped according to the World Happiness Report over the last 10 years, but we are still at 13th when it comes to that. Now, would you agree with that? Would you say, yeah, you know, overall, we're still pretty good that we still see good levels of pro-social behavior out there. Um, Health, I know there's so many concerns about our healthcare system right now. I'd be really curious to see over the next two years how these numbers uh, stack up. They do it every year. So we'll be checking back on that for sure.